Today on Legacy Builders with Brian Delaney, I want to introduce you to a legacy builder, Chef Andres, the original chefpreneur. Recently, we helped Chef get a three times return on ad spend, meaning we spent a dollar and it generated $3 from just front end sales alone, which was incredible given the fact that campaigns that break even or double ad spend are typically the ones that we have a huge success with. Today, I wanna to share with you his inspirational story. And I also wanna share with you what we're doing with Chef to scale his business to seven and eight figures. Let's dive in. All right, guys, well, I am excited today. We have my man, Chef Andres, with us and super excited about this story um, that we've been working on. Really, it's a work in progress here uh, with the launch of what we call uh, the Chefpreneur movement. And so I'm going to let Andres really talk about what a Chefpreneur is uh, because that's a new word, right? That's a new term. Right. Uh, and so we have to define it first and, first and foremost. But but I, what I love about it, before I, before you jump into it, I'll kind of talk about what I love about it is that it's, it's a real disruptor to the current industry of cooks and chefs. And it's a, you know, when I first heard about this concept from, from you, Chef, um, before we even sat down, I, I, I love the idea of helping cooks and chefs get out of that grind and that hustle and that limited place where they're stuck working 60, 80, 100 hours a week, a slave in a kitchen and mm -hmm. able to actually create a life that is built around freedom, is built around their lifestyle, is built around, you know, um, allowing, really allowing them to make a, a lot more being a personal chef, which, which is what, what a chef printer is, right? A personal chef that works yeah. on their own time, whenever they want, whoever, with whoever they want. And, and really gives them a lot of freedom. And, and so I think that, you know, given the, the circumstances of how the world has, has so dramatically changed in the last couple of years, it's created like a ton of opportunities. And, and a lot of us can look at all the negative things that happened from the, let's call it the shift. Um, or we can look at it through the lens of what are the opportunities that we have to lead. And, and yeah. Jeff, you did, you did that. You, you, you didn't sit back and, and you weren't a victim. You said, you know what, I need to step up and serve more because this mm -hmm. is a great opportunity to help people pivot. And you, and you really did. You really, and in continuing to help people pivot um, every single day, which is what I, which is what I, one of the things I love about the Chefpreneur movement, because it's a new opportunity. Uh, it's a new vehicle yeah. for, for chefs and cooks to create, create wealth um, doing what they love. And that, and that's really, in my opinion, if you're a chef, you're a cook, you know, you probably got into the business because you, enjoy cooking, you enjoy creating, you know, yeah, but absolutely. you know, five, 10 years deep. And, and if you're a cook or a chef at a restaurant and you're a slave and, and you feel like you're stuck in this box and you can't get out. And that, that's not why you got into being a chef. But unfortunately, like if you look at the ecosystem of chefs globally, like that's the situation they're in. Yeah. They're in a desperate, you know, they're in a, uh, a stuck situation. That's, that's that that just, it's terrible for their health. It's terrible for their family. That's why you see, Absolutely. you know, in that in that old paradigm of like work for a restaurant, be a slave, and then work your way up the ladder. You know, there's so many divorces. There's so many, you know, there's so many drug addicts. There's so much. There's so much negativity. You know, so it's like, yeah. you know, why would you want to become a chef if that's your life? You know, and so what I love about what you're doing here with the Chefpreneur movement is 
you're helping people to get out of that, that crappy situation and get into actually co-creating their life in a way that, that fuels them, that gives them the ability yeah. to tra- travel when they want, travel where they want. Like the stories, which I can't wait for you to share, but like helping people go from like, go to making 10,000 a month, 20,000 a month, 40,000 a month. I mean, to some cooks and chefs, you might be listening to that right now and thinking that's absolutely crazy. Like I can't even see, a, I can't even see a way that's even possible. Well, we have with us today, Chef Andres, who's going to show you exactly how and why that's possible. And he's got a ton of people that are, that are doing it, you know, so yeah. it's not something that, you know, that only, you know, he's created. This is something that is reproducible and duplicatable and anyone can do it if you just follow in his footsteps. And so, Chef, it's great to have you here. Super excited about today and I'm super excited to, to dive deep on your story about, you know, launching this brand. And so why don't you tell our audience, you know, what is a chefpreneur? All right. You know, well, and then and then a little deeper than that too, is like how long were you a chef before you started teaching others about this concept of becoming chefpreneurs? Well, that's great. No, I can't wait to share. Well, first of all, thanks, Brian, for having me on. Um, it's it's really an honor. So so yeah, so the chefpreneur, you you pretty much summed it up pretty well right there, but it really is about creating your own being your own boss and having the freedom. Um, obviously the name chefpreneur is pretty self-explanatory, right? Chef entrepreneur. And realistically, I'll kind of back up a little bit as you asked me how long I was cooking or, you know, doing my thing before I decided to start helping other chefs do it. Well, I'll start a little bit further back than that, just because everything that you were saying about being in the industry, being stuck, feeling overworked, um, you know, not seeing your family, things like that. That's what, that was me. That literally was me. Um, I think most chefs that are listening to this or, or even non-chefs or entre- any entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast uh, and, uh, and watching us right now, realistically, it's like, we want, we want that for different reasons, right? We want to go out on our own for different reasons. A lot of chefs and cooks, when they start their journey um, in the professional realm, most of them want to start a restaurant eventually, right? That's because that's, that's how they feel the only path is. It's like, well, let me let me work my way up some ladder, possibly get like a, a bone thrown at me by an investor to then do my own thing or be a partner and honestly, you know, start a $2 million restaurant. And although it sounds great and it, and it sounds like a, a way to go, it's it's now more than ever, but, but for the longest time, it's still, it's very, very uphill battle. I mean, the success rate of restaurants is literally less than 5%. On it. I'd probably, I'll probably even argue maybe even less than 3%. It's really difficult, um, which is why fast food restaurants crush it and a lot of mom and pops don't because it's it's really difficult to get it right. So when I was working in the industry, I, was, uh, I worked my way all the way up the ladder through various hotels and kitchens all across the United States, Chicago, San Francisco, San Diego, and... I was just, I was just done. I was working 70 plus hours a week and I was getting paid six figures. I was making good money, but the money wasn't worth it for me. You know, at the time I had uh, my wife and, and then two children, but she was pregnant with our third. And I was just kind of like, you know, I can't, I can't continue like this. I don't see my family on holidays. I don't, I'm not spending time with them. And really that was, there was a turning point where I remember being in my car, pulling up to, to work. Um, it was like seven something in the morning, you know, 
Um, again, I, I was the big dog. I had the big stitched jacket with the executive, you know, word on it. And I, I just didn't even walk out. I didn't even want to walk in that day. I was like sitting there for 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, I got to get in. And, and really, I just was like, you know what? I, something has to change, right? Something has to, I don't really care what it is. I just, I don't want to be working for someone else and I want to be able to control my life. And that was a huge factor for me. In fact, uh, we have a Facebook group of over, you know, almost 5,000 chefs and cooks in it now. And we, we've taken surveys and asked them like, what is it? Why do you want to, why do you want to go do your own thing? And, and literally 80% of them are like, we want to be our own boss. Um, a lot of it's not about the money. Like you said, there is a lot of creative freedom that you have as a chef. There's a lot of artistry that's involved, a lot of craft. And so, um, yeah, I was just sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I, I got to change. So I, I launched my first business, which was Picada Latin Cuisine. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, it was a farmer's market catering, you know, kind of business. And um, gosh, I, I, I went out there. I took some some savings I had, bought all this equipment, started slinging stuff at farmer's market. We're talking about steak sandwiches. We're talking non-fancy food. And I was on cloud nine. I was loving it. I was like, this is, this is just, this is what I want. You know, my daughters were coming to the farmer's market and helped me serve lemonade. And, you know, uh, my wife would come stroll through with the stroller and the, and the kids. And, you know, we would exchange a sandwich for a couple of watermelons from a farmer and go home. And problem with that was six months down the road, I figured out I was broke. Um, <laughs> I was making no money. Uh, I was, I was really happy, but something had to shift again. And so here I was kind of almost back to square one, like, okay, um, I started my own thing. I was happy at that point, but then it wasn't, it wasn't sustainable. So I actually had to move in with my sister, um, at the time. And I, I love my sister, but anybody who knows about living with family members, it's not cool, especially when you have a family with your wife and three kids. I mean, it's a big deal. And it was a really low point in my life to be very clear with you and very honest and straightforward with you. And, but again, I, I had this itch. I had this itch where it's like, I, I can't go back to this, this dredging and drudging. And, you know, I knew I can go get a job, but I, I really didn't want to. And I spoke with my wife about it. And I ended, up, I ended up getting a little bit of a job, but I got a job as a private chef. And for those of you that don't know, um, I'll educate you on that really simply. A private chef is someone who works for somebody full time as like an employee. And a personal chef is someone who can have multiple clients. You can work with whoever you want. It's basically your own business. So I ended up being a private chef for a gentleman that owned, um, he was a pretty prominent owner of hotels in San Diego um, and worked for him for a little bit. And, but I was miserable. I mean, I, I had to do it because I had to put food on the table, but I was miserable. I'm like, you know what? This whole cooking in the home thing, I like this, but not for one particular guy. I don't want to be an employee again. Well, God heard my, God answered my prayers. He actually laid me off, not in a bad way. Uh, he was doing some other things and some projects in Texas. And he's like, chef, you know, I don't, I don't really need you anymore. And gave me a month, seven prayer. I was back to square one. And that's honestly where it all started for me was, all right, let's cook in people's homes. But there's this personal chef thing. And, and I basically started setting out. And over the years, uh, over the next like two, three years, I really discovered some frameworks and some, formulas, I guess you would say. I, I, I read like a madman. I read like 40 plus business books about marketing and messaging and leadership and everything. And I try to cram it all into a simple thing for me, for personal chefs, because everybody I talked to that was doing personal chef businesses, they're like, oh, it's hard to get clients. I tried that for a year. I tried that for two years and I couldn't get enough clients. I It's not sustainable income. 
Well, you know, lo and behold, two years later, I was doing over $150,000 a year. I was making more money than I was making at my job before. And I'm like, well, maybe I have something here. And it really didn't hit me. In fact, I wanted to expand my personal chef business out and hire other chefs just to get them almost like, like be their savior and get them out of the rat race and be like, Hey, just come work for me and I'll pay you as a subcontractor. You'll earn good money and whatever. And, um, and realistically it's, it's, it was kind of a happy accident because as I started to think about expanding dinner with a chef, which is my, still my personal chef company now, I, I was thinking about expanding to different cities and hiring chefs. And then, uh, on the way home one night, um, I was, you know, I was with Brock, my partner, and we were, we were on our way home and, and I'm like, you know, something's missing, like something's missing, something's not right. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if I want to take on all these chefs, like then I'm going to be managing and I don't know if I want to do that. And then it kind of hit me like, you know what, what if I, what if I could just help them learn what I've learned over these last two and a half years of like trial and error? What if I can actually like, I wonder if anybody's interested in that. And that's really right there at one in the morning in a car. That's where Shepardner was born. And in fact, I came up with a name right there in the car and, and Brock, it was funny because we were literally pitching to some investors about, about dinner with a chef, about expanding all these chefs. And they like, Oh, you need more money. And they were honestly, they were kind of jerks. And by the way, later on, they, they got like a lot of them, two of them went to jail, I think for embezzling millions of dollars, like a year later in their company. And so honestly, I feel like God steered us clear of that, but they didn't take us seriously. But then I was like, you know what, we need a different strategy, but maybe people want to learn this. And then it kind of hit me like, you know what, like we can call it chefpreneur, like chef entrepreneur. You know, Brock at the time was like, dude, we just got done like basically getting a no from some some investors and you're over here with your next great bright idea. And I'm like, no, this is it, man. I can feel it. Like it's not even about the money for us. It's not about the business. It's about like we like I bet you there's chefs out there that want to do this. There was nobody out there when I was trying to start my business. There was a few different things out there, but they didn't resonate with me. They weren't showing me an actual proven path. It was kind of like, you know buy into this membership, get a patch on your jacket. And I'm like, it felt like a very white coat, uh, not, not in the medical sense, but the white coat syndrome of the chef industry of like, you know, let me just knight you as this chef and you have a patch and you're a certified personal chef. And it was like, it didn't really resonate. I was like, I wanted to know the business. I wanted to know the ins and outs. I wanted to know like, how do I actually get success? So that's when Chef Bruno was born. And, and realistically, I started out with the podcast and, uh, just went from there. And, um, yeah, found my first couple students, but but realistically, it's it's even still a struggle. And we'll probably talk about that here as we continue the conversation. But it's still a struggle sometimes to get cooks and chefs to understand that this is really possible, right? Because we are we are breaking new ground. Um, personal chefing has been around for a long time, but we're redefining what it means to be a personal chef. We have proven methods now that I see work over and over and over and over, and I feel like we've cracked somewhat of the code to 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 being a personal chef. And that's why we're calling it a uh, chefpreneur. That's awesome. So when you were building, when you first had the idea to create, you know, shut the chefpreneur movement and create the chefpreneur brand in that moment, right. Where mm -hmm. you were looking for money for dinner with a chef. Uh, but that, that, you know, you realized that that wasn't, you know, they weren't going to fund it. And looking back hindsight is 2020 is good that they did it. <laughs> right. So from that place, right, you had, you know, rather than, rather than getting depressed and letting that take you out, you, you looked to the future, right? Correct. From, what, I, from yep. what I'm hearing. And, and so you, you then got into a place of 
thinking about what's possible, right? And so what were you imagine building? Like what think back to that time, right? Like what what did you envision the chefpreneur movement being? Like who did you imagine serving? Um how did you imagine serving them? Mm-hmm. Um you know, what what was it that you envisioned at that mo- at that moment in time? At that moment, that's a great question. So I remember the reason I got so excited and uh, Brock didn't see it right at first, but the reason I got so excited was because it was kind of going to be twofold. Like in my mind, I'll be very honest with you, right? We just got done again, trying to expand our current personal chef business. Well, then I kind of flipped that upside down and was like, well, if I can help a bunch of chefs, then kind of as a byproduct, I'll even create a network of like the best personal chefs around because we're all going to do our own business. But at the same time, we're all going to have a level of standard that they can follow learning from me. So who I really envisioned serving, honestly, were people like myself. It was really people that were like, I want a way out. I want to, I want to be able to do something like this. I just don't know how, right? Or they, they didn't even know it existed. So I really felt called in that moment. And, and it really grew over the next, I mean, even though it was that one night, I was so pumped up. I almost, I honestly, I got home. I couldn't even sleep. And over the next like three, six months, I really, I really felt that God was giving me more visions about like, this is going to be, this is going to be big. Like you're going to help a lot of people. And it was really scary because, you know, you're, you're an expert at helping people on their expertise. For me, it was like, you know, man, I already have, I already have success in my personal chef business. How do I translate that to somebody else? And that was probably not that night. Cause that night I was on cloud nine and I was, I was literally envisioning all these chefs and having this massive network of all these chefs working for themselves, which is pretty awesome. And then as a byproduct, like feeling like we have a community of like the best chefs in the United States, the best personal chefs in the United States. So, but over time I was kind of like, Oh my God, like I'm not, a, I'm not an educator. I'm not a teacher. Like, how do I, how do I actually put that rubber to the road? Like, can I actually get them results? So that was the stuff that started to uh, come up over that period of, of feeling like, okay, I know I want to serve these people, but yeah, Honestly, we've, we've, we have found, and I like how you use the word, like I could have been down. I could have been, and we talked earlier about not to try to jump around, but we talked a little bit about like, even, even these last couple of years have been difficult for this industry. I mean, the industry was broken. I want, I want to actually make this statement to like, to your audience, to my audience, to whoever's listening to this, like the industry was broken before this pandemic, like before this came around, like it was already broken. Chefs were underpaid. Chefs were overworked. They've been like this for many years now. Believe it or not, thanks to the Julia Childs and and you know the Emmer Lagasse's and the Food Network, you know obviously chefs have positioned themselves to to elevate in society. You know, of course, hundred years ago chefs were like peasants, right? Like it was like you're in the back and you weren't famous, right? Now it's like you know chefs are celebrities. There's a lot of celebrity chefs, but it's still for the everyday cooking chef, it was, it was like, it was a grind. Like you said, it was a hustle. Like this was nothing new. And I want to make a statement that I felt like I got even during this pandemic. And anytime someone's at a, at a position of like pivoting or, or they feel like they've come off of a failure like us, like at that, in that moment, like, Hey, we just got kind of just got a little bit of like talked to by these so-called big timers, you know, business people, investors, um, you know, even during this pandemic, it's funny because a lot of people started to increase their interest in our program. And I used to tell them, well, to be honest with you, like 
this pandemic has grown the need for personal chefs, especially in places like that were shut down. People were still want to celebrate restaurants were closed and restaurants are continuing to go out of business because it's a hard business. But, but what I always say, and I think your audience possibly maybe need to hear this as well is sometimes we think that the thing, these things like the pandemic really like create a new opportunity, but I actually think it's, it's, it's more, this is the truth. Things like this pandemic just reveal the opportunity that's been there all along. Like I started my business eight years ago and I was telling my students, like, see, only now you think, hey, maybe I should try what Andres is doing. Maybe I should try what Chefpreneur is doing over here because they have no other options. They got laid off. A lot of them got laid off. It was, it's very difficult. But some of the ones that got laid off are now earning more money than they ever have through our program. And so I always say, like, any, anytime you get something come against you, you feel like you have to pivot it's not necessarily it creates a new opportunity. A lot of times I really believe it, it just allows us to see the opportunity because the opportunity has been there for years, right? The opportunity before the pandemic, I was, I had my podcast. We started the Shepherdner movement um, realistically about a year and a half before the pandemic. But then during the pandemic is when we really like double, triple down and said like, we're going to really go forward and all in because now they need us more than ever. However, again, the opportunity was there. So uh, just kind of a little life lesson I've learned, like sometimes you think these things are creating these gaps and obviously you can, it can add fuel to the fire. But I think once you start to learn how to just see opportunity from negative situations, I mean, you know, whether it's a recession, whether it's this, whether it's that, whether it's a mass exodus in a company that you're working with and you're one of the layoffs. Yeah, it, it could feel a little bit disheartening. But to be honest, it's like, well, you're now you're an uncaged animal and you're able to tackle the world wherever you want to tackle it. So um, that's just a little advice for you. But yeah, it's really like the servitude aspect and who we were trying to impact was really, really at the beginning, like people like me. And now we've noticed it's with this pandemic, there's been layoffs in more than just the restaurant industry. So we've actually had people that have been in the industry for 30 years people that are culinary students, people that are working at banks, people that were mechanics, all these different, like people that aren't even professionally trained chefs are still crushing it in their business as a chefpreneur just because of our framework and our program. And they're able to take their passion. You know, they, they, you know, we have just even use one example. We have a gentleman who's going to be enrolling in one of our, our highest programs or protege program. And he's making over hundred K a year as a, you know, project manager for a software, you know, for a software company. But he's like, I've been doing this for 20 years since I was told by my parents, like, get a good job. And it's provided really well for me, but I hate it. I love food. So he's like, you know, and he's beat cancer twice. And he's like in his 50s. And he's like, I'm done. I can't keep working a job I hate. So that also might resonate with people as well. Like, why are you working on something you hate? If you're sitting here thinking like, man, I have something to offer the world. I feel something in my heart. Like, I don't know, go all in and do it because tomorrow's not guaranteed. So anyway, that was just a little side that's awesome. caveat. Yeah, that's really good. So tell me, like, so what came out for me too is like, tell our listeners, you know, what was it like for you to, you know, because you were a personal chef, right? And you had a great business and you had, you know, what was that process of, of taking your experience, you know, being a personal chef and then putting it into a program that could be like almost systematic where someone could step in learn what they needed to learn, implement what they needed to implement and get the results you have. Like, what was that? How long did that take you? You know, what bumps in the road did, did you experience mm -hmm. when you were trying to take what you just did naturally and what came to you, what, 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 you know, 
fell in alignment for you, you know, as a personal chef, because, you know, you were making good money as a personal chef. You didn't need to go and, and, and train a bunch of other people to, you know, to be competitors with you, basically, you know, you, you didn't need to do that. I mean, you're making what 40,000 a month as a personal chef yourself. So you didn't need to do this, but what was that process? What was that process of taking your, how you figured out how to be a personal chef, make 40,000 a month consistently. How are you able to take that, your expertise and like translate that over to other people? That's a really good question. So um, I'll keep it really simple and short on this one. I, like I said, I was deathified because I was like, okay, felt the urge and keep feeling the calling of that. And you're right. I didn't have to do this at all. In fact, I went to the hospital a couple of times with anxiety attacks because I was working myself to death as I was still cooking very actively in my business at the time and you know, coming home at one in the morning, recording three podcasts. You know, I didn't have, uh, the amazing team that we have now with, with being able to have, you know, podcast, you know, help with podcasts and all of our things. But, you know, I was grinding. I was grinding on both sides. And there was a lot of times I wanted to give up. But I will say, here's where, here's where it really started for me as far as, like, teaching other people. Uh, first and foremost, I just felt like, okay, I can't. Now I have this in my heart. And I really felt strongly that God was continuing to tell me, like, if I don't help these people, who will? Like, if, if I don't, you know, if, you know, th- this might sound like a really – uh, bold statement, right? I and mean, I don't want to, and I don't want to offend anybody by saying this, but I felt like, in a way, to like chefs and cooks, I felt like I had the antidote for their cancer. Like I felt like I had the medicine for what they were like, what they were struggling with, even if they didn't know they were struggling with it. So that alone, that that started to drive this 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 ambition and this fire in me. Like, like I can't just lay down. There's too many people now that I know. Like, like I said, I started with a podcast. Um, and, and, and there was times where I was like going to record, I was dead tired. I was literally recording in my closet at the time, you know, just because all of your clothes hung up, it's like kind of makes the sound sound, you know, like a professional studio. And I'd be like, I, there was one time I was tearing up and I'm like, I don't want to, I can't like, I'm so tired. I'm dead tired. Just got done cooking for 20 people. You know, I did really well today, made good money. Uh, at the time I was, I was starting to slowly mentor. I would say one tip to give somebody is like, you know, find five people and just teach them for free and just take them to your process and see if it works. Number one, that's what I did because I was so scared. Like, okay, I know I have success, but how do I translate that to somebody else? But then as I started to see results from them and they started going through it and they were getting the similar results, I was kind of creating my program per se at the same time. Like it was helping me see like, okay, I know this, they don't know this, but I don't have it in the program. Okay. I need to add that. Or this, this, this comes up because this person has this personality and they're not like me. So how do I adjust the framework to like suit them? And those things started coming up and honestly, through the podcast, through different things, but I, there was a point where I didn't want to continue on. It was a lot of work in that sense. However, it was so gratifying and I was getting tons of emails. Like you saved my life. You gave me hope. I was suicidal. I mean, we've had some serious people, even just off my podcast, emailing me. So from there on, I started really developing the framework and I would say focusing on the process is huge. And to this day, you were asking Brian, like how long it's really taken. I mean, we're still doing that. We still refine our framework and our process because that's never going to change. Like I I don't want to like bash people that have, you know, master's and bachelor's degree, you know, universities are great, but they're sometimes teaching from textbooks that are written in 1981. And there's some information, of course, that will never get old. But like every day for us, our industry is changing. And even now the chefpreneur industry is changing. 
always because we're creating this this behemoth of a tidal wave of like revolutionizing what it means to be a chef. And here I am, and it's like we're always we're always like focused on our program. We just released. Uh, with your help, actually, a, a kind of a version 2.0 of our online program to update it, to just freshen it, to make it easier, to make it easier to go through. So there's a process there. But um, I would say, you know, take five people, really teach them what you do, right? Take them through a process, write the process down. I don't even care if it's handwritten. Mine was handwritten. I was doing Zoom calls with them without even a, without even anything typed on a sheet. I was just writing down, this is what I do in my business, and then trying to train them. But I started seeing results. So I think that's going to be a huge confidence booster in that. Number two, um, the hardest part, which is what you have helped us immensely do, especially in our industry, and it's still even kind of a hard nut to crack sometimes, is like now we have the process and the systems. We know we can deliver results. It's a matter of like now how do we how do we help with sales and marketing to get people to believe they can do this, to buy in. And again, not buy in with us so that we can make all this money. It's buy in to our system for themselves to, to change their life. And that's that's been the hardest thing to crack because again, you know, we're taking chefs and cooks and 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 people that have been in a job just over broke job for how many years and then saying, hey, you should you should trust us over here with our system and then also start a business at the same time. It's a lot. However, uh, the testimonials speak for themselves. I mean, we've helped hundreds of chefs do this now. Um, we have thousands of chefs in our community that are that are taking what just a little even like bite-sized things of what we say and they're seeing results. And so it's getting a lot easier now because we're shifting it. Uh, but that's been kind of uh, our journey. And, and right now we're still continuing to just, to just con- continue to create and refine our programs to even get them success even faster. That's a, that's a big thing too now. So, um, you know, so that's, that's what I would yeah, say. That, so that. that's great. Yeah. So chef, that's awesome. So first, first, first takeaway was really on, you know, if you have results, others want, then take a handful of people and help them and reproduce those results in their life. Correct. Right. And it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be polished. Doesn't have to be pretty, nope. you know, yours wasn't like you just took them through the, you took them through the step-by-step sequential process that you, that, that allowed you to get to a $40,000 a month personal chef business. And then you help them create success. Like that's beautiful. That's, that is, if you're an expert, you have expertise, you have results on this one, do that. Like it, it'll help you so in so many ways, it'll help you flesh out your process and help you refine it, which you need to do anyways. And the only way you do that is by other mm-hmm. people, right? Like you can't do that by yourself in your own corner. You know, that's never going to be, you know, that's never going to happen. It's never going to be great. You know, right. you, you, you want your programs to be great. Right. So I think that's the first and foremost thing that I heard there was like, you know, you, you had results mm-hmm. and then you took people under your wing, if you will, and help them produce results. Now you have, you know, now you have the ammunition essentially when you go to market and say, listen, you know, you can now go to market with that because now it's not just about you and your results. It's about the results you were able to help other people produce. So tell us about the time where you got that call or email or however that came through where, where someone made their first $10,000 a month or $20,000 a month or even $40,000 a month. Cause I know you have those results yeah. in your community. So like, what was that like? Like, how did that make you feel like, um, you know, how, tell us about those stories. Yeah. So like I said, um, I'll probably give you an example of Nate Smoose. And to be honest, again, 
What's a little, a little interesting about our, our industry is because they've been underpaid so much, they don't care as much about money. However, we all know like money's a tool, it's a necessity of life and it makes, it makes living a lot easier, especially when you're earning more of it with less time, by the way, as well, which is what the Shepherdner way is all about. But um, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to recollate like when the first time was because there's been so much, but one of our, one of our students, uh, Nate Smoose, he's, he's a chef that was working two jobs. A guy is extremely talented you know, has a wife, has children, um, lives in Northern California. It was just honestly like he was so caught up with, with like in his head about this is just the way of life. Like this is like in order for me to do my craft, this like, like this is it. This is what it is. Like I could continue to climb to be executive chef, but then, you know, you get to that point and you kind of become more of a businessman and there's all this weird things going on. And, and, um, long story short, you know, we, 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 we talked, um, and, and he was just like, literally he was broke. Like he was literally broke. And I said, listen, like just, just even take my online class, just start there. Like just start there, whatever. I'll help you break it up in a couple payments. And, you know, he was very hesitant, but he was so, he was so in pain that he was like, you know what, I, I got to do this. Right. And I think he was earning, uh, if I'm not mistaken, between like 35, 3,800 bucks with his two job, like take home a month. Right. And we're talking about Northern California. Like that's nothing. Like it's, it was bad. And his wife was working, I think, a, do, a one or two jobs. And again, it was like, and then he's like going to Napa because he lives, I think, in Vacaville. So he's like going back and forth an hour and some. I mean, it was a mess. Like when I was hearing his on the phone, you know, I was sitting there just peering, you know, in my, my yard talking to him on the phone. And I was like, I can hear in his voice like, man, I'm just I'm just over this. So anyway, he went through our program. And I mean, within within like literally six months of launching his business, him, his wife, Cause when I talked to my phone, I said, what is your, what is like your goal? Like, what is, what, what is going to really drive you? Like, why do you want to do this? And he was like, you know what? Like, I just want to work for myself. I want to have more freedom. I want to see my kids and I don't want to be struggling anymore every month, working two jobs, running around like a psychopath. And then my wife, you know, like I want her to be home. I, I don't want her to have to work and I want her to be with our children. I want her to be like engaged with the family. And I was like, okay. And I was like, we can get there. And he, you know, of course he was like, kind of in disbelief, but he was in a position where he's like, man, I got, I got nothing to lose other than money here because I'm just, I can't continue like this. So he invested with us and um, sure enough over, you know, within six months. So he went through our program. It took him about maybe 90 days, maybe three and a half months to like get everything, you know, and uh, I had a couple of coaching calls with them and things like that. And um, he launched his business. Now within six months of launching his business, him and his wife completely quit all their jobs. In fact, Probably like month eight or nine, he sent me this text of a brand new minivan he bought. And he said, I can't believe this month we're going to make 24 grand, which is like our entire rent pretty much almost for the whole year in one month. I don't even know what to say to you. I don't know. Like you've changed my life. He's now then rebranding right now even because he's expanding to like different two different markets. And he's consistently doing pretty much 15, 20 K a month plus every month right now. And I think he just barely hit his one year being in business like a month or two ago. So what's crazy is the transformation is like he, he's, he was like kind of a non-believer in a way, but at the same time, like a believer to say, Hey, you know, I got to do this. And on my end, when I see something like that, there's no amount of money. There's no amount of, uh, there's, there's nothing else that can replace that. And I'm going to try not to get emotional right now, right now on this call, like legit, because when I see, 
those stories that are actually not, they're not scarce in our community and our program. Like we've, we've helped change lives, many, many lives. And of course there's, they got to put in the work too. Don't get me wrong. Right. But of course we give them, we give them everything we need, everything they need. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this is why we do what we do. Right. I mean, dude, it's, it's, it's about the lives that have impacted. I mean, think about how transformative that, that has been for them as a, as a family. Oh, it's, I mean, they don't, like the, I don't even insane. want to get more personal with them, but let's just say medications, different other things, you know, it's, it's helped them in that even aspect. So, uh, from what I, from what I, from what I've kind of heard. And so like, the thing is, is that you're right. Like the impact is all about it. And, and in those moments and for your audience as well, if they're, cause I know that's what you help with Brian, right? You help people launch their expertise. It's like, they, you know, you know, something that somebody else doesn't. And, and when I get, when I get stories like that about Nate, when I get a text on my phone that says that, it's like, man, thank you, God. Thank you for giving me this vision and idea. But I am so glad that I took action. Because if I wouldn't have done that, if I wouldn't have created this program, who knows where Nate and his wife would be? Who know, you know, now I'm not gonna say that the only reason they have success is me, of course. That'd be kind of uh that'd be narcissistic, but I'm saying like I'm the one that r- was able to put something together that they can take, that they can go through to transform their life. And like anyone who's listening to this, if you have something that you know can help someone, you could transform their life through your expertise and through what you know, because it's easy to live in our bubble and be like, oh yeah, you know, it's all good over here. But that's not, that's not building a legacy. So I'm, I'm assuming, you know, I know that's what legacy builders is all about, right? It's building a legacy. It's helping people impacting lives. And so you got to think beyond that. And for me personally, like that's the reason why we do this. Even even to this day, if you if you don't think it's tough running this Shepherdner movement and trying to trying to <laughs> crack the skulls of these sometimes very prideful chefs and cooks and and like be like, hey, you know, because I got a lot of haters. I got a lot of haters. Oh, you're a fake chef. You're a scammer. You're the. I mean, I've been called everything in the book, and I don't really care. But then I got Nate coming at me. So then it's like, okay, there it is, right? Like there's proof in the pudding. So. Well, and you have you have a lot of a lot of those stories. I mean, that's just one. We've had we've had a chef do 100k in a month. I mean, we we have story upon story, and and again, as simple as their part time business just making more than their full time job. I mean, we have like again, some of them are just like, hey, I'm I'm older, and I you know, and I don't even need the money. I just want you know something to do on my you know to my retirement, and then all of a sudden they're like making more money than they ever had in their in their life, and it's not even about the money at that point, but they're like enjoying what they do they're meeting clients they're they're cooking and so it's really um it's the most fulfilling thing and i will say that although i love cooking i love serving people uh you know that i've cooked for you several times and i love doing that it comes from a place in my heart that god put in there a long time ago and most chefs and cooks love that but this is like my calling this is i get more fulfilled out of getting a text like that than any 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 plate or any food i've ever cooked so uh, just to, again, just to talk to your audience, like you might feel like you love what you do and the work that you do and you have that expertise to help change someone else's life. I'm telling you, it's almost like the, the the cleanest, most addictive, beautiful drug you can ever do is to start impacting, helping other people. And you'll find that it'll probably, it'll probably take place as your number one passion. It did for me. Cooking was like my number one since I can remember. And now it's like, Man, how many more chefpreneurs can we create? How many more people can we help? How many more people can we set free? I mean, think about think about where Nate's kids are going to be at. They're seeing him now doing his own business. They're going to grow up being like, 
We're going to be entrepreneurs. We're going to do this. Like my dad did it. Like we can do it. Um, it changes the whole family tree, changes the whole family dynamic. And it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it, man. Honestly. It's amazing. Yeah. Me too. Me too, man. It's that's why we do this. Right. And it's like those lives that are impacted because it's generational impact. hundred percent. Right. I mean, that's what, that's what it is to be a legacy builder. You really, you really start to experience it when you, when you start to hear these stories. And I know we could talk for hours <laughs> about all of the different people that have been in really gnarly situations. And then, and now they're in a different place on cloud nine because they've stepped into something, but it took faith, right? It took faith yeah. to, to step into the unknown, it took you faith to step into the unknown, to create this movement. It took them faith to step into the unknown and, and learn from you, right? So faith is critical uh, on all sides of yep. the table. So at, let's transition a little bit and talk about you know you launching your expertise because a lot of people have tr struggle struggle yeah. with this. The show's about the show's really about launching your expertise, scaling your impact, and building a legacy. So talk to us about you know I, you know you know we weren't working together forever, yeah. right? Like what what was it like? You know, when you tried to do it yourself or you went to, when you tried to maybe hire some other people to do it, like what advice would you give to others who are thinking about doing it and either doing it themselves, you know, launching their own expertise mm -hmm. or if they're considering hiring other people to help them, yeah. you know, and, and what to avoid too in that process, yeah. right? Like not, you can't just hire anybody and then Tom, Dick and Harry, you can't no. just hire them and say, oh, this, they're going to no. help me. Um, I think you got to be really strategic and you were, mm -hmm. and the reality is, is that, you know, you you were introduced to us years before we even started working yeah. together. Yep. Right. Yeah. No. That's 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 great. So let me let me start by saying this, like flat out, like I said before, you know, make sure your process and in, in your in your actual like that you can actually get somebody results. That's number one. But beside that, I'm going to tell you right now from experience, I could have been in this position two years two years earlier. I went through trial and error, and I, and I say this to my students too. You can sit here and try to become a personal chef and start your own personal chef business on your own and, and waste three, four years of your life trying to figure it out if you even make it that far, because then you're going to get so discouraged. They're going to be like, maybe this is a bad idea, but it's really not. It's just like a recipe. Okay. I'm going to refer things to food. It's like a recipe. Something just needs to be adjusted in the recipe for it to be a slam dunk and a tasty dish. So here's the thing. Like, here's what I learned. We went through probably, I don't know, six, seven different consultants and different people because what, what happened was we were doing, we were getting some level of results. Okay. And I'm, I'm talking about like scratching the surface, right? Scratching the surface level results on our own. Now we were, and by results, I don't mean like results for our students. I mean like results for us, like getting people to enroll in our programs to help them. Right. So we were barely scratching the surface on that. And what, what was the shifting point for me was, getting these testimonials like I have from my students, it's like, okay, I owe it to them to then work with the best to reach them. If that sounds weird, right? It's kind of like, like, you know, I, Brian, I know you love fishing. So I'm, I'm going to use a little fishing metaphor here. Right. It's like, it's like we, we have, we have, you know, your audience right now, they have the real, they have the bait, right? They have the real, they have the bait, but you go out on a boat, like me and you and Isaac did, and we're trying to find where the best fish are at, we're going to maybe get a couple little guppies, a couple little, a couple little fish on the hook. But what I did was I was going out with people that, you know, on the boat where they didn't really know where to take me. They didn't know how to really bring in the, 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 the chefs and cooks that were 
that we're wanting what we have to offer, number one, but also like the, the right audience to like to, to put ourselves in front of so we can help the right people. And that's when it was like, OK, this vision, like this vision is too big that God has given me to now just keep trying to do it on our own. And no offense, try to do it with a bunch of amateurs. Um, so what do we do? We went to the best captain. We went to the best place, which was Perfect Funnel System, Brian Dulaney. We went to the top and we're like, we need your help because we have we have a lot of impact that we need to do. And we don't know what we're doing 100% on this side. Like we're, we're, we, we have our prog- program and our process down. We have results. We got, we got to get more fish. We got to help more people. And so you, you basically guided us through that. You're like, oh, I know how to find them, right? And so you helped us really, in a way, relaunch, to be honest with you, our, our whole movement uh, with the, our five-day challenge, which is, a, which is a huge success. But that's what I would say to your audience. Like, like and, I tell, and I tell chefs that are – any chefs that are listening to this, even in my program, like you can sit there and say all day long, well, you know, I'm going to listen to Andres' podcast. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to try these tactics. Don't worry. They work, yes. But if you don't have me working with you directly where you have all the pieces of the puzzle, because you got to think about it. Like, Brian, you have, I mean, years of experience, probably almost, what, two decades worth now? Close to two decades. So you you can take someone and, and cram in your almost 20 years of experience in a short, basically like 90 day process. Right. I mean, that's, that's intense. Same with us. We have a 90 day program, our protege program. We build your whole business in 90 days, but I'm taking what I've learned over the last eight and a half years of being a personal chef and cramming it into that small, that small process. And any of the programs we have, like you can go through some of our programs in a day. So the thing about it is like, I would tell your audience, don't, don't sit here and try you know, definitely like the thing that you have to do that first and foremost is like, yeah, test it out, test out what you have and make sure you can deliver results to somebody else. That's it. Other than that, don't even waste your time trying to figure it out because you're just going to end up looping around. And that's, but two years down the road, you could have probably impacted 200 people's lives and you might've only impacted 10 because you're just trying to do it all on your own. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of people, and unfortunately, a lot of people go that route. They try to just like, oh, I'll well, figure it all out. You know, I'll, I'll I'll join webinars and challenges and courses myself, and I'll figure it all out. And you know, they don't end up ahead; they end up just more confused, Correct. right? One of the things I love, first of all, I love that um, you know we sat down for a day, kind of mapped everything out. And one of the big things for you was getting the funds together in order to build it right and then yeah. launch it right. And, and people have, you know, some people will get tripped up there where they're like, well, I don't have the really, the resources to hire the best. I don't have the resources to do it right. And so we got creative, right? Like we sat down and I, and I remember, you know, during the funnel day process, during our, our one day, we, I said, you know, how many people can you help get to where you've been? 40,000 a month. And, and I remember having this conversation, like, well, what that, what would that be worth? And I said, Will be worth at least forty grand. I mean, if you, I'll give you forty grand if you can give me a forty dollars, forty thousand a month business. Like that's a no brainer. That's super yeah, logical. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like forty thousand, you give me a, and you help me build a forty thousand dollar a month business that I can have forever. I pay you once and I have this forever, right? It's a, it's a very easy um, justification, yeah. right? And so, talk about that. Um, talk about what we co kind of collaboratively created in that moment, and then how you were blown away, like that 19 people wanted it who were already on your database that, that were raising their hand. Now, of course, you didn't take yeah, all the people yeah. on. 
they weren't all like they weren't all a good fit. But how how that offer resonated with them, I think what's important to note here is that if you if you're looking to drum up cash, the fastest path is is not selling low ticket. Like my plan for you wasn't okay, chef. Like let's go sell a yeah. ton of books. Uh, or let's go sell a ton of your course. No, that was not it. It was actually let's go the highest level possible and let's get high ticket off a high ticket offer bringing in yeah. cash flow. And so for you, it ended up being like a forty thousand dollar program. And the way that I was able to justify making a forty thousand dollar investment was was your results, yeah. right? It always goes yeah. back to that, right? It always goes back to like what are your results and what are the results you're able to help others produce? And you were able to confidently say yes. I've been able to make 40,000 a month. And then I said something, I asked a very important next question, which was, have you helped anyone else do it? And you're like, yeah, I have. And in fact, I have one guy that did more than that. I'm like, awesome. So now you have two, those two components. You, you've done it yourself, so you've proven it. And then you've actually helped other people do it as well and supersede yeah. it. And so I, I identified that, okay, when then we've got a home run. So make, an, make that offer to your audience, as small as it was mm-hmm. at the moment. You know, Make that offer and see who's interested. And lo and behold, you found that people were actually interested in that offer. Um, and now it's become a staple, yeah. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Because I, I always say this, right, Chef, like your front end is the, your, your programs, like your books and your challenge and your webinar and your courses and all this stuff is, is for, you know, is, is so you can become, get awareness of the yeah. opportunity in your case, being yeah. a chefpreneur, the higher levels of, of, of service and the higher levels of coaching, consulting, are, are there for people that want to go faster. They want the accelerated path to success. They want hand, they want their hand held. And in some cases, like your, your offer, they want stuff done right. for them. So they don't have to worry about anything that they, they don't know yep. technology. They don't know, you know, they don't know how to do branding. They're chefs. They're really good at being a chef. And that's True. the only thing that yep. they should focus on, right? So t- let's talk a little bit about that because I think there was some magic yep. there that was created in, in that, in that. Well, world. there's two, for me, it was a two big things for me. One was a, definitely a mindset shift, right? We were struggling with even getting people to invest a thousand dollars in our online program. Now we knew the worth of that. I mean, you know, we knew the worth of, we have people consistently, I mean, they make that, to be honest, don't make that back. Like 80% of the time, they'll make that back on their first event they cook for somebody for. It's like a no brainer. Like a thousand dollars, it's a no-brainer. Okay, um, and we still couldn't. We, we still. We, we, it was like, what are we missing? How come these people aren't investing in themselves? Like we, we can't even. If we make it any cheaper, like it's it's actually gonna maybe like, it's actually gonna maybe come against them. Like I don't I don't think it's gonna work for them. Like it's it's. We were in this weird place, and and you're and you're right. Like we came to you. Uh, you know, I've invested so much in Chefpreneur as far as like my time, my commitment, of course, over the years, you know, trying to figure it all out on myself. It's like all the money I've already spent and, and invested in this, but but I just knew I had to do something different. And so when we met with you, it's like, yeah, we invested in you one day. And then you're like, yeah, you, 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 you gotta, you know, if you wanna serve more people, you gotta, you gotta give them like the vehicle to do that. You gotta, how do you get them there the fastest? And I, and, and instantly it was like, well, you, you were like, well, do you have like a done for you program where like you build their whole business for them and, and then like coach them personally. I'm like, no, I don't have that. And you're like, well, you need that because like you said, you, you've proven it once you've done it before and you've done it yourself. So like, why not? 
And I went home and my head was just exploding. <laughs> like, okay, I don't know about this one. And we put it out there and we actually closed two in three months. And what was crazy is those, those, those are, we call it our protege program. Those students are, they're winning and they are the top chefs in their area, like, and their business is growing. And it's not even about the month. Again, like we, we know that eventually they will get up to 40 K a month, a lot faster than if they would have, they probably wouldn't have gone up to no offense, 5 K a month on their own to be, let's just, let's just put that out there. Uh, or, or, or barely touching the surface of that or a little bit over what, what they're looking at is, I mean, one of our protégés right now just closed their, you know, they're, they're going to do close to, you know, a little over 10 grand in, in their month. But again, we've only been working with it for how many, but they had zero, they had nothing when we started with them. So again, we're starting to see these results over and over. And, but the big thing was a mindset shift to me. It was like, but then you got me to realize like, you're actually serving them better. It's not about me making more money. I'm serving them better. Like, and in fact, one of the things that we say to our students now is like, we're practically building you a franchise of your own business and just handing you the keys to it. It's like, here's a Ferrari and we're going to even teach you how to drive the Ferrari. And here's the keys. It's a lot, it's a lot easier than you going to try to build a whole Ferrari. It's, it's, it's too much for them. So that completely shifted. And in fact, our, our process since we started that, which was, I mean, it was what, maybe like towards uh, the end of summer of last year, right? Like towards maybe kind of getting into fall of, of 2021 or a little bit last year, like summer of last year, when we had those people, you know, start to enroll or when we put out that offer and just barely we're coming up on what, eight, nine months or something like that, almost a year later, like we, we have that program down so refined that it's like, we're realizing now, like, this is going to be, this is going to be like probably our program that, that more like the most people are going to enroll in, to be honest with you, because it delivers results extremely quickly. And we're realizing, you know, well, and we're exactly. realizing that, right. That's, like, that's exactly like chefs, what it is. Like, and yeah. I, I get really upfront with chefs now on the phone when I'm talking to them and they're, they're, you know, obviously wanting to go faster. They want us, you know, our, and we have other, other programs as well that are not, you know, we have some, some middle programs as well, like some done with yous and things like that, where we really walk them hand by hand through th certain things, but they still do a lot of the work. But, you know, people that enroll in our online program, oh, you could you could create your whole business with that. The problem is, is you're either working a full time job, so you don't have time, you know, or or like you're trusting you're, you're trusting your own devices to actually follow directions when, you know, then you're probably sidetracked by TikTok when you're watching a course video on the phone where it's like if we build it for you, it's like here it is. Like You don't have to worry about it. Like it's built. It's done. So then you're having an asset that you can use over and over. So but, yeah, that was a huge shifting point was you said that to us. And honestly, it was to invest in you. We're like, well, we need we need to drum up funds to invest. Again, we're going to double down. We're going to we're going to use that investment to invest in someone who's going to be able to help us relaunch this to impact again what more lives. That's all we care about: impacting more chefs and cooks. And whenever you're going to revolutionize something, it's not like we're doing a small scale where we just want to revolutionize Pittsburgh, like Pennsylvania or whatever. Right? We're we. I really believe our movement is going to be an international movement. Like I really believe this is going to be something again that's going to revolutionize an entire industry. In order to do that. You know, the Bible always talks about seek wise counsel. Like you need people on your side and you need help from the best to get there. Right. Otherwise, it's like, you know, because, again, can I teach my program? Yeah. You don't. You know, Brian can't teach my program. He, he doesn't know the ins and outs of the personal chef business. But what he does is he can help me be in front of the right people 
and get them to believe in themselves and get them to believe in what we have to offer and, and have them get the impact and in, in, in their life change through our programs. Like that's what he helps us with. And so it's like, it takes a huge, I want to say to your audience, like it takes a huge load off as well of your shoulders because then you can really focus on what you do best, which is your expertise and helping the people you need to serve while there's someone else worrying about, well, are we going to do a challenge? Are we going to do a webinar? Like what programs are we going to offer? Like how do we help you structure your programs? And that's a huge thing that you have tons of experience with. And it was night and day. Like we relaunched, you know, uh, I think we spent like $17,000 on ads on the challenge, you know, brought in over $53,000 in sales. It was an over the three to one return on your investment. Um, but the biggest thing is, again, it, 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 it's it, it's spending dollars for impact. Like on a business standpoint, yes, we were throwing three times our, our money investment, but the impact we made, I mean, I think we had over, I think it was like over 15 or 1600 people sign up for the challenge. And then there, 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 it's funny, like our challenge Facebook group is still has a buzz in it right now. People are still buzzing about it and like talking to each other and like, hey, I implemented what Chef said on day two and I got my first client. It's like we're already seeing the impact again that 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 quote unquote, you know, doesn't translate into money in our pockets. But again, we're doing this for impact. But I will say that, you know, of course, anything, you know, we have a team in Chefpreneur. We got we got bills to pay. We got things to do. But impact when you put impact first, it always, you know, the, the the revenue always comes second. You just need to have somebody help you make the most impact. Like, like again, if you got that cure to cancer that somebody else needs, you gotta you gotta find someone like me personally. Like uh, on my own, if I had that, like, yeah, I guess I can go to a news station. But good luck if you know they probably think I'm a kook if I just walk up. Hey, I got the cure to cancer. Like, get out of here. You know, you gotta have somebody in your corner that's gonna help you get that message out. And, and that's the game changer right there. That's what you need. So, you know, don't try to be an expert at six different things. Stick in your expertise and, 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 and no offense, hire someone like Brian to help you get that message out. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. Um, Chef, tell us a little bit about your first challenge, the challenge that we did together. We spent 15 or about 17,000 on the, on advertising to bring people in. Right. And then that reproduced, you know, produced, you know, basically like 50 plus people, uh, which is, you know, over 53,000 in front end revenue, right? So three X on ROAS, which is return on ad spend. So tell us a little bit about like, what was something, what was an un unexpected surprise about, you know, doing that challenge? Um, like you as the expert, like leading it, right? Like what was something that you, didn't think was going to happen, but happened? Or what do you think that, you know, yeah, what was an unexpected surprise? Uh, what was something that, you know, was a, was an outcome yeah. of doing it that you didn't realize was going to be, was going to happen? Like, for example, we'll, we'll do challenges where, you know, people will be a part of the challenge. They'll love it, but they might not buy the product, but they, they go into our other deeper, our deeper offers, our, our protege, our higher mm -hmm. levels, right? Like you have. So, so maybe, I don't know what it is for you because this is off the cuff, but it's like, what was an, what was an unexpected surprise about hosting a challenge with, you know, over a thousand people that signed up that were along for the journey? I would, um, I'll be flat out honest with you. I, it was the energy. It was the energy of everybody who signed up for it. Um, because honestly, Brian, I've been in challenges before. Like I've signed up for challenges before, free challenges from different people, different experts out there, whether it's dealing with whatever. And 
I'm not, I'm not even all, I mean, you know, like it's great information, but I don't get, I'm not like, Oh yeah, I'm so pumped up. It, it was the energy level. The energy level of the people that signed up for the challenge was probably the thing that, that was most unexpected for me. Um, and, and it was a sight to see. And I, and I, and I really know in my heart, it was because the framework we followed, it created, it created, I don't, I don't want you know, I don't, I guess you can use buzz for the, for the lack of a better word, but I really feel like it was more than a buzz. I felt like it was like, really like there was a real energy there. Um, Cause I mean, people were coming in the, you know, the, the you gave us a step-by-step process on that. Right. And then it was like, it came into it and people were coming into it. And it was a lot of, it was just a lot of energy, like tons of energy. I mean, people were like, like people were posting, like, this is where, who I am. They're posting videos. And like, we were telling them, Hey, put, you know, come into the group, post the video. Like, who are you? You know, where do you live? What do you do? Whatever. I mean, there was a lot of energy and there was so much, you know, we really prided ourselves on building an amazing community. We're, I believe we have the best chef and cook community in the world. I mean, we're, we're really all for each other. We're not sitting here trying to one up each other. We're all literally like, we all want, success for each other. And, and it was funny because we were, we were seeing that as well in this challenge group. And these were people coming off from, you know, Facebook ads that were maybe liked our stuff here and there, but it was, they were, they were like, maybe never even heard of us. So to see that energy was probably the most unexpected thing. And then, you know, again, and then, and then, and then some of them going through the process you know, and then now we're actually seeing them, you know, book calls with us to go, you know, next level and things like that. So it's, it really is all of it combined. But again, the energy was, was probably a, a big, probably the bit most unexpected thing for me. Like I knew people were going to be excited, but they were like, they were like super pumped and, and, and excited. Yeah. They were pumped. Yeah. And that, and everyone, everyone's different, has a different audience and different experience that I think, you know, you led with so much generosity, um, you know, and created the container for that to happen. What did it feel like when the day you made the offer and you had, um, you, you covered advertising, the, the expensive advertising, how did that make you feel like yeah. the first day you made the offer every, every time you go to make an offer, first of all, if it's on stage, if it's on a webinar, if it's on a challenge, I don't care where it is. You, you throw a bunch of money at something you hope it yeah. pans out. What was that? What was that like? That was an amazing feeling. That was an amazing feeling because we really didn't ever experience that before. Um, you know what I mean? Like we've, first of all, we've never spent, we've spent money in advertising, but we never spent that much money in that little time for advertising. So I'll, I'll be honest, like you're a little bit like, okay, like, you know, what's going to happen after, after we spent this money, after the 17 grand, it's like, okay. And we pretty much got that back on the first, the first day of the offer. So that was, that felt really good just to know that aspect of it. It felt really good because then I felt like, okay, we hit our baseline. So now like really anything else is just, you know, is just, you know, positive, but, but yeah, that was, we've never experienced that before. So it felt really good. And it felt really good because we knew again, people were coming into our programs. So, okay, we did something right to get them to believe enough, enough, obviously more importantly in themselves, but then of course, trusting us to help them. And so that really felt really, really, really good. Um, and, and even going back to our protege offer, you know, one of the, one of the things that we saw was we, we do these uh, mastermind retreats and we just did our last one, you know, earlier this year. And, um, you know, we, we really don't know when we're going to do our next one because it's a lot of work to put on. I mean, we rent this mansion and I won't go into all that, but you know, we had what 21, 22 chefs there. And, and, um, 
same thing. Like you, you know, you help us create this offer, this, 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 this protege program, $40,000 offer. And, and we, we, we presented them with an offer at the end of, they were, you know, they already invested 5k to come to this retreat. And we're like, well, we can help you get there faster. Like we went through this whole retreat. We walked your hand step by step with it. But like, if you want us to build it now, like we can, we can also do that. So I said, Hey, you know, if you're really interested and we made that offer and we, we signed up, you know, um, we had deposits for six, but it ended up being three, um, you know, three people, you know, kind of bowed out, which was okay. Cause it kind of panned out. They weren't the best, you know, they weren't the most qualified, but we even, we even did three more of those offers from our, from our retreat. And then, you know, then we worked ourselves into our challenge and it's like, you know, that first day of making that offer, it was like, we got our investment back already. Like, so it was, it was, it was a really good feeling to be in that position and feel like, okay, we're like, we've never seen this before. We've never experienced this level of success within our pro like, again, not in our programs being success, but like enrolling people in our program to help them. So that was, that was a game changer for us again, in our mentality to really verify, like we really have something, you know what I mean? Right. And you really do. I mean, that's, that's the first thing that I recognized. I see a lot of businesses all the time and, and identified, identify, I can identify winners uh, quickly. And so I, 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 I just caught the vision of it. I saw it clearly. Uh, I, I still see, you know, hundreds of thousands of chefs oh, yeah. uh, in this movement that are like full-time, full-time careers from being a chefpreneur. And so we're really just getting started. Oh, I mean, very, this whole yeah. thing is just yeah. really scratching, yep. scratching the surface. Um, and so now it's about, it's about scale. We're not going to talk a ton about scale today because you're, yeah. you're still in that process. So we'll, we'll, we'll come back in a couple of months and, yeah. and we'll report back on what was the process of scaling your expertise and what did that look like? And, and, and how did your team grow and, and, and all of those fun things that, you know, have to do with scaling, but let's talk about, cause the next thing I want to see you do is I want to see you do, you know, I want to see, I want to see let's 10 X the challenge, right? Let's, yeah. you know, let's, Let's spend a lot more on fr- on the front end, and let's bring a lot more people in. Now that we have the proven blueprint, like my, now we have con- now we have confidence that we can enroll people yeah. into a great offer, right? Now it's just like, oh yeah, let's put another dollar in. If we put a dollar in and made three, shoot, let's put let's put more than a yeah. dollar in next time, right? Let's put more in. Let's put more at risk because we already know that it, we're going to at least do the same that we did before, if not better, because we're going to get right, better the correct. next time we do it, <laughs> right? That was that was your first time. So we'll skip over scale, but I want to talk about legacy and the way mm-hmm. that you think about legacy. Like, you know, I always like to frame it in a hundred years from now, you know, how will you still be making an impact? And this is a deeper question, but I think it needs to be mm-hmm. had. I think we need to start thinking about legacy now, not when we're retired or not when we've quote unquote made it right. And that's the wrong time to think about it. So I would love to see for audience to hear how yeah. you're thinking about, you know, in a hundred years from now, like, how will you be impacting people's lives financially? Uh, how will you be helping them with your intellectual property or your, or your expertise of helping them start a chefpreneur business? And, and then spiritually, if you'd like to talk about it, like in a hundred years from now, if we have the, if we do mm-hmm. the right things now, we, sh- we can continue to be making an impact yeah. in a hundred years. Look at so many people look at Napoleon Hill, look at Zig Ziglar, look at all of, there's tons of examples. I mean, yeah. we can list hundreds of people that 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 did the work yeah. while they're living so now the when they're no longer here with us in physical form they're still continuing to make a contribution and an impact and so 
So let's talk about that. Let's what's what goes through your head as I talk about uh, you making an impact a hundred years from now. Like, what are some of the things that you're thinking about, or what are some of the things that you're actually doing now to allow that? Allow that that's to awesome. Well, that's a that's a great question, and you're right. I think it goes a lot deeper, but it, it does need to be talked about. And right now, while we're recording this. It, I won't digress too much because I'm going to talk about what I, how I look at it and how I define it per se. And it's exactly what you said, right? It's, it's leaving something beyond yourself. Uh, you know, you can't take your money when you, when you pass away, you can't take your money with you. I mean, it stays here. Um, you know, you can leave a legacy. Yes. Wealth wise to your family. But I think more importantly, it's really a legacy in like how many lives we impacted and who we helped. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. You know, I always refer to Jesus. Like Jesus was on this earth 33 years. He wasn't on this earth like 90 years, 100 years. I mean, there's people in the Bible that lived over 500, 600 years old. But the impact he made in that time was, was, was greater than any of us can ever accomplish, right? And so for me, what I try to do in my daily life now um, and, 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 and why I'm saying this is a perfect time to record this is recently I had a really good uh, unfortunately, a really, a really amazing man that I really looked up to in our our business group here at my church, and he passed away. He was sixty three years old, and it was weird. It was it kind of came out of nowhere. And um, you know, a month ago we were, you know, at our group with him, and and now he's with the Lord. And it was it was kind of a challenging thing, but through that, I it kind of reset me to be like, you know, yes, you know, my health. I need to definitely focus on my health and and all that stuff. But then one of the things that I I really I guess the big takeaway that I want to share with your audience about legacy and, and what you're doing now is like, it got me to realize two things when Bill passed away just recently, like this has only been a couple of weeks ago was number one, you know, what good is it for you to live longer? If you're not, if you're not doing and making impact like today, like there's, it's never too, it's like never too late or technically too early to start. Like you should start today. Like that's, that's, that's not just me being like, okay, trying to pitch you something or telling everybody, Hey, it's, it's coming like from the depths of my heart. Like what good is it to live and be healthy for 30 more years and live to 90 if you're not even doing anything with the years you got now or haven't done anything to impact someone else or, you know, cause, cause Bill impacted a lot of lives. I mean, I won't get into his whole story, but of course, like he, I only knew him for 10 months and I was bawling my eyes out cause he impacted my life that much in the short amount of time I knew him. And it started realizing like, it's not about the amount of years you've had with somebody. It's about the impact you've made in their life that, that actually creates a legacy. Um, it could be as simple as one phone call can, can leave a legacy with someone that they'll remember for the rest of their life and pass on to their children. Just, just the advice you've given them or, or the love you've shown them or the word you've given them or the encouragement you've shown them, you know, even recording right now, what we're doing right now in, in this interview and in, in this podcast, like this is something that when me and you are gone, if somebody finds a recording of this, it can inspire them 300 years from now, 200 years from now, it doesn't matter. And that's what legacy building is to me is like, what are you doing with your time you have today? What are you actually doing? What are you working towards? Because I think, I think if you're, if your goal, this is me personally. Now, if your goal in your life is not a lifelong goal, it's too small, like period. And it, and it should be a goal where it's going to actually surpass and live past you. And if we're not thinking that way, I think we're leaving a lot of impact on the table, you know, and, and yeah, there's wealth that can come with that and all that, that stuff. That's, you know, we all know that like wealth will come from impact hundred percent, but 
that's what legacy means to me is like, what am I doing every day to, to actually go out and, and make an impact in this world, help people, serve people. And, and I believe one person is enough, but I think one person is also the minimum. Like you, again, going back to that cure of cancer kind of analogy, like if you had that, why wouldn't you want to share that with as many people as you, as, as you can. And then eventually it's like, think about, the the people that you impact, like the Nates, the chefs that we've impacted, the the hundreds of chefs we've impacted in our community, like that's going to be not only passed on, but it's a ripple effect. Like it's a real ripple effect. Like if you help a thousand people, to be honest, you're probably going to help over a million people over the life of those thousand because those thousand will have it'll have a ripple effect. So legacy to me is thinking bigger um, than just like your current situation next week, next month, next year. It's easy to get caught up in that. But I've noticed, especially these last couple of weeks, it's like you actually like honed me in more. It's created more of a fire in my stomach and my heart. Like I, I can't, I can't, I can't waste time. I can't waste time. And uh, thank God I started learning that the hard way, even, even like bringing you on and, and you helping us to reach more people was like, again, I should have done that sooner sometimes it's not the exact right time, but really like it's never again, too early or too late to get started. Like start today. Like you, you tomorrow's not promised. And, and I, I feel like I feel very blessed and honored that, you know, again, I haven't arrived. I've definitely, I always say I've never arrived. I've left the shore with, with leaving a legacy, but I know that if I went out tomorrow, if God took me home tomorrow, uh, I think there'd be hundreds and thousands of chefs that would have, I've created an impact. And especially not only that, my family, my church community, all that, there's a legacy that, that is already built in my life at being 36 years old. So for me, you know, now is it where I want to be? Is it the legacy I want to leave? No, I, I feel like that'll never be perfect. It'll never be enough because I want to impact as many people as I can, but that's what legacy means to me. And I think, um, I really feel strongly about that. Like, especially again, these last couple of weeks, I hope this resonated with somebody who's listening to this because, you know, the more you wait, it's like, why? Like, what's the point? And then again, you know, you might be, I'm not trying to tell people don't exercise. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I'm not trying to say go, go hire a chefpreneur and just eat filet mignon all day. I'm not saying that, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, you know, what good is it to just live your life for 50, 60 more years? If you're not even doing anything with, with the time you got now, like on your hand, like here now, so that's what I would say, Brian. I think, yeah, well, and that's great, man. I love that. That's a different different angle, and I love that. That's why I asked the question because, you know, anything can come up. And I think that's why you're successful too. I mean, success leaves clues. And one, uh, one thing is certain, you know, action yeah. leads to results. And so I think you nailed it, man. It's like we want to look at building our legacy for future generations, but it's going to require us to take some action and get uncomfortable now, right? Like nothing about where you're at right now was because you stayed comfortable. You actually had to get uncomfortable a lot uh, to get to a place where you're now impacting hundreds and thousands of, uh, of yeah. per, you know, of yeah. chefpreneurs, right? And so for those that are listening, yes, like what is it, what is your contribution? Where, how can you impact someone else's life? There's no better time than now to get started. Yeah. Stop putting it off. You know, I, that, that's really what I heard come through. It's like, stop putting it off and do the work, get started now. If you need help, which we yeah. all do, yeah. you know, all of us need help in some way, shape or form because we're in the pictures. It's hard to see outside the picture when we're in it. Right. So get that perspective from 
if it's not from us, get it from someone. But like, stop trying to do it all yourself because doing it all yourself is a recipe for disaster and it's lonely. It's a lonely situation. But when you're collaboratively creating and and really have the mindset of impact and serving, money follows that, right? Like money follows value. It always will, always has, always will, never change. Like if you provide value, money will appear. And so don't be so concerned about that. Be more concerned about what can I do today? What can I do today to build a legacy? What can I do today to, to, to share my expertise with others? What can I do today to mentor someone to get them where I, I, to where yeah. I've been able to get to? The more we can all start collectively thinking about that, the whole, we all yeah. rise together, right? Like, a, you know, we all rise together. So dude, thank you so much for coming on and sharing wisdom. And, uh, it's been an absolute blast. I look forward to our future conversations, uh, because I'm looking forward to the next big challenge that we're running and, um, and, and talk about, you know, scale, because that's a whole different thing. We could talk another hour about, you know, scaling your offers and your funnels mm-hmm. and your ad, you know, ad strategies and all of those things. Um, we'll save that for another time because we, yeah. we still have yep. a lot of work to do. And, um, and we really just scratching the surface of, of, of the impact that's possible. So, um, so thank you again, Thanks Chef, for, for coming Appreciate on. It's it. been an honor and privilege to serve and to, and to, uh, yeah, absolutely, man. So I look forward to, uh, look forward to coming back on later and talk about, you know, scaling your impact, uh, because you got, you've got the formula, you've got the recipe for yeah. what it takes to be successful. Um, all those pace, all of those things are in place. Now it's about optimization now, you know, cause scale yeah. doesn't happen without optimization. Right. And so it's about, okay, what do we need to tweak? What do we need to adjust? How can we make it, things better so that we so that when we get in front of ten thousand people, right, we'll be prepared and equipped and ready to serve those ten thousand yeah. people on a deeper level, right? And so, so thank again, you. thank you, Chef. It's been it's been it's been awesome. Uh, a thank great you. Conversation thank you for today. having me. Thank you for joining me on Legacy Builders, and I would encourage you to come back to the next episode next week to get more clarity on your journey to launch your expertise online, scale your impact, and build your legacy. If you're ready to get the process started of launching your expertise online the right way, then I recommend go to launchexpertise.com or maybe you're at a place where you're ready to really scale your expertise and your impact. Go to launchexpertise.com. There you'll have several options. Number one, you can get a free copy of my brand new book, The Entrepreneur Evangelist, which I share the secrets that have unlocked more than $300 million of results for my clients, my partners, and our own campaigns. You could also join a 33 days of coaching with me uh, that's free, where I give you insights and wisdom on your journey to launching your expertise and scaling your impact over the course of 33 days. And that's worth at least 5,000 bucks, but for right now, you can get it for free. And lastly, if you're someone who wants to take the absolute faster, smarter path when it comes to launching your expertise online and scaling your impact, I'd recommend scheduling a call with my team where we can see how we can support you to crush goals and generate seven or eight figures yourself in a short period of time. We have more awards than nearly anyone in the entire community and for good reason. And we would love to help you just like we've helped them. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Legacy Builders.